Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I am your host, Key. I am joined by Claudia with a K and Deck. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about Baby Driver. Let's see it, sure. What do a musical, a heist, and a love story have in common? Edgar Wright can direct all three at once. Baby Driver tells the story of the proverbial character nicknamed Baby and how he has been dragged into a life of heists that he wants to escape, but due to some, let's say, outstanding loans from a previous life, he can't get out. He tries to get out and they keep pulling him back in. And during this time, he manages to find love, but this love is threatened by the world that has entrapped him. And how can he escape to his happily ever after? Uh, Claudio, would you like to expand? Yeah, I suppose after weeks and weeks of watching different movies, it is time for good old reliable Edgar Wright. Here is a catch. None of his movies are the same. He just picks a genre from a hat like heist movie and picks another genre from a hat like musical and says, yeah, I can do something out of that. So he is a master of taking genres that we all know very well and completely turning them upside down. So Baby Driver is no different. In this particular movie, we have a a title Baby because that is his name. And by the way, this is not some nickname from rom-coms like Dirty Dancing. No, 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 no. His name is Baby as in B-A-B-Y. All right. So now Baby is a young gentleman from a city of Atlanta who is a gateway driver. Now here is a catch because he is partially hearing impaired. He can only do wild, crazy car moves while listening to tunes. So I guess this is the musical element of the movie. Now, poor fella, bless him. He did not choose such lifestyle. He just wanted to vroom vroom. Unfortunately, due to the mistakes of his youth, younger years, whatever. He needs to repay what uh, he owes to Doc, an icy crime lord. Now, Doc specializes in heists and changing themes each time except for baby. I suppose business strategy of some sort. Now, here is when things get a little bit more interesting. Baby completes his last job for Doc and is now free. He sets about leading a normal life, getting a legitimate job and starting a relationship with Whitress Deborah. As rom-coms go, they drift into the sunset and live happily ever after. Oh, sugar, wrong movie. It is a heist movie after all. So we're not finished yet. So small hiccup for baby. Doc sees him as a lucky charm and resorts to threats of violence to pull him back for yet another job. This time we see some of the biggest psychos from previous teams making a comeback. Unfortunately, Baby needs to take some serious turns and bumps on the road to finally be able to be with his one true love. I shall not spoil how it ends. I urge you to watch it if you are one bit interested. Okay, 
that's a good cover of the story, Claudia. And I think now we can start moving into what are some things that we liked about the film. Deck, you've been awfully quiet. Is this the point you'd like to step in? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, look, anyone that listened to our Hot Fuzz episode, and if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our Hot Fuzz episode, you know we sang the praise of Edgar Wright and his direction. And with Baby Driver, it's no different. It is just perfect direction. It moves a mile a minute. Um, I think I've used that pun already on a... Either way, though, the direction here is just perfect. I love to see it. It is just smooth. It is... Like, for a film of its runtime, it's just over an hour and a half. I never felt like this dragged on anywhere. I never felt like any scenes could have actually been cut or anything like that. And, yeah, in the hands of a different director, I don't think this concept would have worked as well. I do think Edgar Wright gets this to a stage where it's more than watchable, for sure. And gotta, you know, give the man a bit of credit there. Of course, as we heard in the story, this is nearly a musical of sorts. And the soundtrack of this film is perfect. I think each song complements the scene which it carries it with. And I think it just flows so well. And something that I was reading when I was rewatching this film was even when there's no music in the scene, supposedly there is some form of a sound to substitute for the music. So it's not like there's actually any silent scenes or anything like that. There's always a set. So the sound design is, you know, top notch here. But with the soundtrack, it is one of those ones where you could have a playlist and it's, 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 it's a good road trip playlist now what kind of driving you would be doing after listening to a play like this i'm not 100 percent sure but it is a pretty good soundtrack and for somebody that loves a good car chase in a film this film is full of them and yeah it's in the title driver and yeah these car chases are just tire squealing they're you know fast paced it's quick cut editing of Edgar Wright's style, but it's not so, you know, shaky. It's you, you know, you're you can follow what's going on. You're following each action of the the chase, and you know, I feel if anything, it escalates as it goes up. Each chase is adding a new layer to what we're getting with the story, and of course, with the story, it's you know, it's obviously developing. So there's new elements being added in. You know, there's one in the middle where the heist kind of goes wrong. You know, so the car chase gets a little bit uglier. The first car chase we see in the film is, you know, it's perfect. It's flawless. You know, so it's it's giving that little energy. And I think those are probably the two main likes I have about the film, really, outside of the direction, of course, which, look, it's Edgar Wright. I'm not going to say a bad word about Edgar Wright's direction. But the car chase and the music are just, they complement each other so, so well. And, yeah, it's outstanding for it very very small side note on my likes I do like the cast I do think the ensemble together when you look at the cast list you're thinking to yourself would all of these guys really mesh that well and then when you look at the characters there are a couple of you know mismatch type of people which is you know perfect you know and I think each actor brings their own style to it they complement each other as well you know so ensemble casts and heist movies 
I think with this one, it's a little bit underrated with its cast, actually. I think everyone actually does their job very well. I wouldn't say there's any weak point in the cast of Baby Driver, but, yeah, they're my, um, they're my main likes of Baby Driver. Uh, Key, you got any likes of it, the film? A few. Yeah, this movie, I did really enjoy rewatching it, and I'll cover it over a few points. First point is the way that Edgar Wright has synced up music and cars. His car scenes work so well with the music. We see this in the chases and the heists. The first heist, we see how in sync Baby is with his soundtracks tailored to how he plans out his driving route and what he does. The second actual car chase, when they're robbing from, I I don't know, is it a bank or a credit union? That one, we actually see when the music shifts, the scenes shift. And that is actually how over the car chase, even though you're technically breaking from, let's say, a pursuit on the streets to a pursuit on the freeway, the music changes, the dynamic of the actual chase changes. And I found that music synchronicity really drawing me in more. I was like, this is a really good way to use the two visual and audio mediums together to really enhance the scene and draw the audience in. A second point, which is a little bit different, is music and choreography. This is where... Edgar Wright is using music in the background to even synchronize how the characters move and talk with each other. They're all hitting their beats. It's like a perfect jazz band all jamming together. They're feeding off their energy and it all comes together in this resultant song. We also see this a bit in there's one scene that many people would notice as a reference of but I paid more attention now having known about it which is a scene where Baby is actually walking across the street and you will see the actual picked words from the song appear on backgrounds on different things, all visually appearing on cue with the word. And some people say, that's a bit too on the nose, but I was like, it's probably very hard to put that on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that was, yeah, that was a really nice touch because seeing it again, I said, like, do I want to see it all the time? No. But Edgar Wright does one really nice scene with it. I think that's a really nice, innovative way of doing that. There is also another example of choreography. There's actually one scene where Baby moves the car forward and back. And you might wonder why he did that. It seems a bit reductive. It doesn't quite fit into the heist. But what this actually does is it censors a scene of violence in the film. This partly, I don't know, was it something to make the scene seem, le- seem less violent, but we see later they certainly have no qualms with violence. But at this point in the movie as well, Baby doesn't want to see violence. And I thought this thing, because Baby comes back, when he sees the aftermath of violence, he is shocked. And yeah, I thought it was a small thing, but quite interesting and a smart writing decision to make there once again four point now and we're also onto music again part of why baby is so obsessed with music is it is actually a connection to his dead mom we learn throughout the film that she had a love of music and was a singer and part of baby wanting to play music is he wants to be connected to music because that was a love he shared with his mother before she passed away and yeah, I thought that was a nice motivation that it 
we hear the one that oh he listened to music because he's got a hum in the drum but actually he partly listens to it because he hasn't quite let go of his dead mother and I thought that's a real nice use of writing I did not pick up on it the first time or second time or previous times I watched this movie but on the rewatch I picked it up I was like I actually quite like that as a point and a way to build it into the character fifth point big point Jamie Foxx having the time of his life as the Bats who is quite batshit crazy. Uh, Does that have to be censored? No. We're good. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. Jamie Foxx just chewing scenery and scene partners all the time. He had a goal in mind when he was on on the actual set and he fulfilled it. I won't get any more into that just for spoilers but wow he made every scene his own I think he just really took over uh, six point this was actually one thing I noticed on the rewatch again which is in terms of the audience maybe perspective what we're seeing the villain shifts throughout the film so at the start we're seeing Kevin Spacey's doc character kind of being like a villain but then as the film moves on, we then see Bats kind of becomes the villain as the movie's going on. And then later on again, we actually see Buddy, the character who had actually been quite friendly early on, then becomes a villain again. And Doc actually comes back around to doing something friendly for Baby. And I found that was quite interesting that it wasn't setting into one thing and sticking with it. It was being dynamic and shifting and changing And that really, I thought, made the story more alive and adaptive. And I hadn't noticed it before. Because you will notice at points in the film, one character, even if they're a villain before or after, they'll kind of mute down and another character will ramp up into the villain role. And just, yeah, that swinging rotation, that was actually quite interesting for me. And my last point that was covered, the pace in this film, it's good. It keeps going. And I found that it really kept my attention throughout. I didn't feel that anything really overstayed. I didn't feel that anything was too quick that I couldn't keep up. And it kind of kept the tempo up and kept me interested and engaged throughout the runtime. I didn't feel like there was a lull. Because when anything in this film, let's say, lulls down or gets quiet, that's when Edgar starts starts sneaking in kind of character moments or things about how characters react that you really start paying attention even how characters if they're nosing how's that person interacting with that person this is giving me some backstory here and i guess i'll now pass it off to claudia you have a few likes for this film i do indeed believe it or not um i i actually love the line by uh, by baby you and i are team doc and then doc's response don't feed me any more lines from monsters inc it pisses me off um i think it was a it was a nice touch but as a matter of fact um early on in the movie well i think it's baby uh flicking through channels uh you see all the references in the movie so like monsters inc back to the future final destiny etc i know this is such a small detail and you know so irrelevant to you guys but i do like good old references you know it does actually save me doing all the research myself 
Um, similarly uh, to to my co-host, um, I definitely enjoyed the story beneath the surface related to music and baby's connection to his mom. That was a, a very nice touch, and I think it nearly kind of grounded the main character, Jamie Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Check, check, check. Him being an absolute psycho. I can totally roll with this. He puts on such a good performance that I was nearly waiting for the moment when, you know, revenge comes on screen and I'm going to leave it at that. Actually, just changing things up a little bit. I, I do want to call out Edgar Wright for his thoughtfulness, kind of diversity, equality, inclusiveness, whatever you want to call it, long before it was actually being discussed on a global scale. So character of baby's foster dad was written as a as a deaf African-American gentleman in his 80s. And Edgar Wright auditioned a number of actors who were pretending to be deaf. And as a matter of fact, it actually made him feel very uncomfortable. So that's how C.J. Jones got casted as Joseph. I don't know if you knew that, guys. But I thought it was it was a really nice uh, touch because... It's not only what we see on the screen, but it shows how valued of a director Edgar Droid is behind the scenes that he kind of looks at the bigger picture. And I think with something, I don't know, so small, um, but making sure, you know, it's it's done correctly. I think it's it speaks a lot. Um, and yeah, last but not least for me, I like the music. Very catchy actually used correctly to add value to the movie instead of just you know using hot hits of 2017 and uh, a little cherry on top of the cake kind of aligning the beat of the music with the bullets bullets shooting for example which was actually something you called out deck uh while we were watching and i'm like oh my god yeah that that actually makes perfect sense okay we've heard our list of likes now any dislikes about this film? I've kind of just, I suppose, summarized this in a very quick way for myself. But with the likes, you know, the car chase and the music and the direction, I think, are very, very good. And I do think the story is good for what it is. However, it is very simple. I do think the hands of this story in another director, I don't think this film would have been any good, to be honest. And... I think Edgar Wright really did take something on board here where he evolved the script. Now, it was, of course, written by him as well. So, it is good. But I do feel it is just missing that final element for me on a story level. I do think the concept is amazing. Um, but at times, I think the story is just a little bit too by the numbers. Certain aspects I do like. I do, as my co-hosts have brought up, I do like the family aspect of the film. Uh, with baby and his foster dad and how the connection with music with his mother but the kind of mob element of it i know key you said it with the, the kind of changing of the villain i was kind of like yeah they're they're all like all beacon off named actors where i don't think they're just going to be in that little part and move to the side right wanted to use them but at times i just i wanted that little bit more so maybe I was, as a viewer, I was a little bit too greedy of like, you know, just leave it sit a while. And the love story, I do think, is very, very good. And I know that's always kind of considered, you know, a weaker point of, of, of the film. But 
I do think it's actually stronger than the main heart of the story to begin with. I do think making that the more centerpiece, you know, outside of the heists and all that might have worked a little bit better in my favour. But that's just a personal opinion for me. Um, you know, I'm kind of nitpicking one element and I I feel dirty nitpicking one element of Edgar Wright's films as well, where I'm kind of like... I really do enjoy Baby Driver, but it's just that one feeling of like, I wish the story was just that little bit more polished, but... I guess just a question of that. Now, I can understand wanting more depth to the story, but just as a question, do you think adding that in might have brought down the pacing to be a bit weaker overall? Good question, and... With that, I don't think so. I think in another director's hands, it definitely would have. But I think with Wright, he would have accommodated that in his story with the pacing. Yeah, the film might have pushed closer to the two-hour mark and may have even gone a little bit over. But yeah, I, I, I do think it... I don't think it would have affected the pacing in a bad way. I think slotting something in there, adding a little bit more on, I feel like there was a little bit more appetite for more. Um, but look... Again, just a personal opinion on it, I guess. On a professional level, I, I think Baby Driver is outstanding. Like It is very, very tight. But I think just what I'm used to with his films, I'm kind of looking for that extra bit. I'm, I'm greedy. Where we go back to our first episode with Hot Fuzz, where I'm like, I think we got us all we possibly could out of it. I feel with Baby Driver, I feel like there was another element of the story that we could have gotten out of it. But... Like that, it is still just a very small nitpick before I clarify, making it into a way bigger issue than it is. But it is just a small nitpick uh, with the film. I I have to put something in my dislike, so. And from one nitpick to another nitpick, because I don't even quite fully class this one as a full-on dislike. Uh, but people can feel free to come back on what I have to say here. But I do feel the love interest is a bit underserved in this movie. I know this movie is quite jam-packed, so maybe they were struggling to fit in a little bit more for the actress and the character to do. Now, I do buy elements that they are in love, but for me, at points in the movie, it did feel like they were starting to make leaps and bounds in the relationship, in her willingness to accept basically what essentially is a boatload of red flags from Baby Baby and the people that he hangs around with. Uh, I can understand the film is a film, but I would have liked her to have been a little bit more hesitant on hitching her horse to this wagon of baby and all the baggage he carries around. Are you basically calling her easy? I'm not calling her easy. I'm saying that a little bit more judge of character, please. Because <laughs> she doesn't show interest in anyone else, so she's not easy. But I think, just yeah, there's no easy segue out of this. So <laughs> there's no easy segue, no easy anecdote. So I'm just gonna <laughs> no, move right. Just on. move on, move on. <laughs> and it's not gonna get caught out. <laughs> she laid a trap, and you got caught. <laughs> Time to move on. Yeah, I look. I one thing I I do have to agree. No, actually, sorry. <clears throat> Victory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I I kind of want to disagree with you here. She was not easy. She just found 
her one true love, okay? And the romance bit was actually very imp- important because it's not so much about her, it's about baby. And, you know, for him to have that motivation to, to get out of the arrangement with Doc, you know, otherwise he would possibly just stay criminal and pick up other easy women, you know? I do, however, agree with you about the the movie being jam-packed. There's a lot happening in in such a short uh, space of time. Again, I I didn't time anything, but the first act seemed a bit too long for me. And I get what they wanted uh, to do. They wanted to introduce us to the world well. And, you know, perhaps the, the whole foster dad element could have been caught out or maybe less than the heist backstory I don't know maybe cut out easy women out of it altogether and then final thing I do have to be very honest here I I am a little bit turned if the kind of heist movie slash rom-com slash musical is a good combo yes I liked it but I wouldn't be rushing to see another one like that however before my co-host's gaze will cause me to drop dead on the floor and spinning the negative into a a positive. Um, I feel that the unusual combo of genres emphasizes Edgar Wright's style and kind of makes him a little bit more unique on the market. Just literally imagine conversations at the production companies or whoever. So yeah, yeah, like we want to make a heist movie, but like not a typical one you know we just we just need a little bit of a spice to it then one of the executives uh turns around and says uh, ah geez let me call eddie there now he, he's a nutter i'm sure he can figure it out and you know that's how kind of baby driver um is is being made okay so we've covered our likes we've covered our dislikes now on to the ratings our podcast has a pretty basic tiered rating structure and goes a little something like this starting at the bottom we have a don't see it this is a rating we give for a film where we didn't quite enjoy it we didn't quite click with it there isn't something that we're seeing here and we can't quite recommend it to you because we're not quite getting the appeal or we found something that we just really did not like with this movie Moving up to our middle tier, it is a maybe see it. With uh, maybe see it, we're seeing some positives here. We're seeing some weaknesses here. We're seeing that you could have some fun with this movie if you want to go watch it. And it could be a fun time. But like it's not necessarily blowing us away. You don't have to see it. So we're saying maybe see it. And on to our top rating. It is a see it. This is simply a film that we really enjoyed. We really saw something here that we liked and we think other people will like this as well. And it is something that we can recommend. Go see it. And with that out of the way, we'll kick off the ratings. Do you want to go first, Tech? Uh, Yeah, sure. So at times, I think with Baby Driver, I'm... I've only seen it twice. I've seen it for this podcast and I originally saw it at the cinema when it came out. And if you asked me my opinion then, it was probably in the category of a maybe see it. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. But I kind of still had those. My nitpick was much larger. Many, many years later, coming back to the film, I noticed that nitpick's a lot shorter. 
And the film as a whole is just an easy watch. It's a fun, comfortable, you know, flick it on and away you go. You, you know what you're getting. There's no, you know, it's not dragging. Like, as we keep saying, the pace is very, very tight. And sometimes you kind of just want that in a film. So, yeah, I mean, if we were recording this podcast many years ago, I would have been swinging in the maybe to see it category. Now I'm 100% in the see it category. On rewatch... Yeah, it's just a very tightly well-made film. And yeah, the the creative juices are are being expressed so well here where it's a heist film, it's a romantic film, it's a musical, you know. At times it can even play as a comedy with the way the cast are all bouncing off each other. And I know we're saying Jamie Foxx with all the praise, but I think John Hamm deserves a bit of credit as well for really trying to, you know a bit of a dick of a villain and yeah it's a fun part where I wouldn't mind him doing more like it as well but I do think that the main two leads bounce off each other very well even though the romance at times can just feel a little bit undercooked when it is in there it is good you know and I think like I said my nitpick is just the story outside of that I think Baby Driver is an exceptionally well made film and it sits at a see it for me simple simple as that have to agree it's it's a see it for me um i suppose the combination of different genres potentially will make the movie more appealing to broader audience um but also for the fact that edgar wright does not like to be put in one box and associated with one genre he wants his own box. At least that's what I kind of have seen with the with the two movies. He just likes picking a genre and spinning it and making it completely different. But at the end, you are really, really enjoying it. And now on to my rating. And I think as people might have figured out that my dislikes were only nitpicks, it is a see-ish from me. I really enjoyed this film and much again the deck... I was a bit more lukewarm on it when I saw it way back. And on the rewatch, I actually was more impressed. This film actually pushes boundaries more and shows excellent acting, dynamics between people, choreography, visuals, action scenes, music. It all is actually really a joy to watch. And... Really, I do appreciate more going back to Baby Driver. Now, is this because maybe some films haven't inspired me as much lately? Is it because I've heard more trivia about the film since? So my eyes are a bit more open looking for things in it. But yeah, this is a film I do say that people should see it and rewatch it now. Again, I say, yep, still see it. I think this is something that, watch it at least once. I think it'd be very hard to not be impressed having watched it. And with the ratings out of the way, we'll do a few closing remarks if any other hosts want to do it. I'll do one first. And that is aimed at no one in particular. See, I can enjoy a romance movie. Yeah, especially when it has easy women. I'm sure Lily James is a very lovely woman with an excellent distinguishing of characters just in this script i felt not the best do we need to watch more romance films or do we need to avoid romance films um but uh, my summary 
even though I don't think this is Edgar Wright's best film, it is still a fun watch. It is still, as I said in my rating, it is a comfortable watch. It is just a fun, sit back, relax, enjoy kind of a watch. And it is a see it in that kind of category then. You know, sometimes that's all you kind of want with a film, you know. So, yeah, no, I think we've all been in agreement with Baby Driver, which is always a good sign. So, who knows, maybe the next time we'll do another Edgar Wright film. Without any easy women. Okay, if that's all, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, as always, for today, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you are listening. (laughs) 